0: and trying times amen but as the song said he is god in the good times and he is god in the bad times nowhere in the bible are you promised a rose garden every day you're going to go some horrible times trials and afflictions you're going to face these things but I know that if we have the Lord Jesus Christ in our heart and we believe in Him, we trust in Him, surrendered our life to Him, He gives us joy and peace in the midst of the trials. Now, He can step out and say, disease be gone. He spoke to the wind and the seas obeyed Him. The disease can be gone. But God is trying to wake America up. He wants His people to wake up. We've been in a sleep for so long, and we see these things. We never thought that we'd ever face this kind of thing in our lifetime, but here it is upon us. And how are we going to act and what we're going to do, God is watching. And the world needs you to be shining more than ever before. And the Bible said, "Let your light shine. And I think the world would need to see a light from some Christians today that they still believe in god trusting god no matter what is going on god is god he's changing not he says i am god the same yesterday today and forever and we need to just trust in him amen trust him turn to john the book john chapter number six the book of john chapter number six verse number sixty three Let us stand for the reading of God's Word for God's people this morning. John chapter 6, verse number 6, three. It is in the Spirit that quickened the flesh, profited nothing the words that I speak unto you. They are spirit, and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning that, who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore I say unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him or my father. From that time many of the disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will you also go away? Then Simon Peter had answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered them, And have not I chosen you, twelve, and one of you is the devil? Let us pray. Father, we just thank You this morning, Lord. We just pray that You touch hearts and uplift and encourage in this time that we're facing today in our world today. Father, we just ask you to help us to be what we need. Help us to let our light shine, Lord. Empty in yourself and fill with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated. We had talked earlier uh, about the vision that Isaiah had gotten of the Lord. He he saw him high and lifted up. And I believe the church uh, uh, and and the Christian people need to get that same vision that Isaiah had, seeing the Lord high and lifted up. And if you get a hold of that vision, if you see God high and lifted up, it will change who you are. It will make you want to go out and witness. It will make you want to have a personal revival in your life when you get the vision of God. high and lifted up amen i think that we need that today i think we need to have a vision of god like we've never had before in our life in the time that we do live in in john chapter 6 jesus is one of the the one the only one that can do for us that what nobody else can do for us Jesus had done some great miracles and uh, teaching. He's attracted a multitude of people. And it's like the church day. Uh, uh, most of them are spectators, but very few participators in church. Uh, and most of them are there for the thrills and for the miracles that Jesus has been doing for them. But we see Jesus in his passions gives them a final mandate. He said, If you're going to have to do more than just follow me, because of my miracles, you're going to have to do more than just follow me because of uh, it's popular thing to do. You're going to have to do more than just follow me to get the benefits. He said. Uh, he said, "Where shall I?" Uh, I said unto I to you, "No man come unto me except." He uses the word "except," and many times throughout the Bible we see that word "except." He said, "How can two uh, men walk together except they agree?" He said, "No man come unto me except he is drawn." by the Father except you eat of the flesh except you drink of the bread and blood and eat of the bread of life he said you cannot there's only one way one door that you can't enter in and he's given them this final mandate that you must believe in him and him only it's not Jesus and baptism, it's not Jesus in a church religion it's not Jesus and, and some activity that we go through he said I am the one and one and only way that you can be saved if you're planning on going to heaven i pray that you are you must surrender your life to god and to him and him only i don't need any other argument i don't need any other plea jesus is enough for me jacob had heard that his son Joseph had died and been devoured by a wild beast and he, he knew that he, he felt in his heart that he had died uh, but he didn't realize Joseph was still alive. Uh, Joseph was on the throne. Uh, Joseph was a bread giver and he didn't hurry but when word got to him uh, he didn't believe it but when he saw the wagons and the seal of the king there he said uh, it's enough. He said uh, my son Joseph is alive. I mean, let me just say this my heavenly father Joseph is alive the tomb is empty he lives in my heart and he is enough I plead my case at the foot of the cross amen he gives them this final mandate that you must believe in him and him only he's the one bread one good shepherd one water one a great I am and unless you accept this You cannot enter into heaven. Not only does he give them a final mandate, we see a fatal mistake in verse 66. From that time, what time is that? From the final mandate that it's me and me only, many of his disciples and the whole multitude that was following Jesus went back and walked no more with him what a sad statement what a sad statement you've seen him do the great miracles you've seen him do all these great things the, the healings that he's done and you saw this and, and you knew that something was different about this man he had something that you didn't have he had something that nobody had and yet you didn't follow him anymore sad to say there was a lot of people like that today They've seen the great things of God and, and been touched by the hand of God and see the miracles God has done, and yet they have turned and walked no more. Too many, too many of us get caught up in some religious activity, and our hearts have not been sold out. We're going on feelings instead of a heartfelt salvation. He gives them this final mandate. He gives them the final this final mistake is made that they no longer. Followed after Jesus. And and then we see a fateful message. Verse 67, then said Jesus unto the 12, will you also go away? Will you also go away? It, It amazes me as Simon and Peter made this statement. Simon and Peter, we know that every time he opened his mouth, he put his foot in it. Simon Peter was never gotten it right at most times. And it took the roost to remind Simon Peter that he, had, he had made mistakes and he, he denied the Lord. He, he never got it right. But here, Simon Peter hits a home run. He, Simon Peter, and didn't flub the dub this time, Simon Peter done exactly what he needed to say when Jesus said, will you twelve fall, go away too He said about this final message, it demands a decision. There is a decision that we have to make when we are given this final message. Will you also go away? There are those that don't mind a little Bible study. There are those that don't mind a a little preaching. And there are those that, uh, uh, just like the wheat and the chaffs, you cannot be neutral. You cannot sit on the fence. You've got to make a decision whether to serve God or turn away from God. And these people decided they are going to no longer follow God and no longer follow Jesus. And Jesus asked his disciples that he chose, said, are you going to be the same way? Are you going to turn and walk away? But Simon Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? To whom shall we go? He's not questioning the words of God. He's not questioning the authority of God. But he's making a declaration in a form of a question. He's, Jesus said, oh, y'all are you all going to stay or are you going to go? And Peter says, to whom shall we go? When it comes to eternal life, when it comes to the sins of a given. When it comes to a home in heaven, when it comes to peace and passes all understanding, to whom shall we go? If you have to turn to Jesus, you must turn to Jesus. If you have to look unto Jesus, you got to look unto Jesus. If you come to Jesus, when you turn to Jesus and come to Him and you say, I, I surrender, I give my life unto you, and then you receive Him and He gives you that eternal life. Because Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only answer. That we face in this world today. Peter said to whom shall we go. Thou hast the words. Of eternal life. And then Peter makes this statement. In verse 69 I love. And we believe. And sure. Are sure. That thou art Christ. That thou art Christ. That thou art Christ. The son of the living God. Aren't you glad that one day God dealt with your heart? And it was that final mandate that was given and you had to make a decision and the de- it was either Jesus or devil or life or death or eternal life in heaven or hell. You had to make that decision. That mandate was given. That message was given. And you had to decide. And God had dealt with your heart and you moved toward Jesus and you accepted Him. It was Him and Him only. And no other way. Aren't you glad you responded to that fatal fatal message? Lord, to whom shall we go? Because you are the one. Because you're the only one. When it comes to sins forgiven, joy of the Lord and salvation, Lord, whom shall we go? Whom shall we ask? Whom shall we seek? And I say this, and if you're going to heaven, you want to walk the streets of gold and see the gates of pearl, there is no exception. You can't get there by being a good church member. You can't get there by having your name on the rolls. You can't get there by baptism. Jesus Christ is the only way. If you choose and you want to go to heaven, and you must choose him. You, you could say, well, is there any other options? Well, certainly there's other options. There's always other options. But let me just say this, other people have gone that way and they don't want you to come that way. You say, what other options is if I don't choose Jesus and make Him the Lord and master of my soul? What is it other? Well, you can go down to Egypt. You can go to Egypt and be bound up in sin you be shackled in sin. And not only will you be shackled in sin, so will your children and your children's children be shackled up in sin. Let me just say this. Israel went down to Egypt and they stood, stayed longer than they wanted to stay and it cost them more than they wanted to pay. You can get down in Egypt and you get shackled up in sin. It's going to cost you. And not only cost you, it's going to cost your children and your children for the 8th generation. You can get caught up in sin and be in Egypt all you want to. There is another option. Amen. Why don't you try Egypt if you don't want to try Jesus? Those that no longer walked with Jesus, they tried Egypt. They got down in Egypt and found out it was not what they thought it would be. Can I say this? Sin on the front side looks real pretty. Sin on the front side looks real good. But the devil knows he can't show you the backside of sin. The devil cannot show you what it's going to cost you. When sin gets in your life and shackles you up and binds you up, uh, the devil knows he's got you. Let me just say this. There's still a way out. There's other options that we can go to. You can go to the land of Moab. Amen. Imelech and Naomi paid an awful price to go to the land of Moab. And after 10 years, she finally come back. She came back to the truth. She came back to the light. And she came back to God and, and she came back to Bethlehem, Judea. And she made this statement. For the Almighty have dealt with Very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord had brought me back home again empty. Then why you call me Naomi? Seeing the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty had afflicted me if you don't want the sweetness of soul, if you want the joy of life, come to the light, come to the cross, say, say come to the gospel. But if you want to be deep rooted in bitterness of sin, take everything from you, everything that you have, everything that you work for, everything that God has given you and you want it to be taken from you, get bittered in sin, get rooted in sin and God will show you, He'll take things from you. I'd rather die on the bread of life In Bethlehem and Judea in the pleasures of sin for a season in Moab there's no kinsman redeemer in Moab there is no purpose Moab there's no happiness I'm glad that when you say goodbye to Moab and come to the truth and come to the gospel of Jesus Christ God is the Redeemer. It's better to be on this side than the other side. There is an option. You go to Egypt or you can go to Moab. Well, they don't sound too good to me. I don't know if I want to go to Egypt and be bound up in sin and be shackled up in sin. I don't want to know if I want to go to Moab and lose everything I had. She lost everything, her husband and her sons. She lost it all. She moved out from God's will into her own will. And let me just say this. There are a lot of people in churches today that are doing their will instead of God's will. So is there any other options? Yeah, you have another option. You can go to Sodom and Gomorrah if you want to. You can go to Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot lost his influence, Lot Lot lost his testimony. You can lose your heritage in Sodom and Gomorrah. You realize Lot's uncle was Abraham, don't you? He was the father of the faithful. What a heritage that Lot had. He got to walk with him. He got to watch him worship. He got to watch him build the altar. He, he walked with God. He saw Abraham walking with God. He had an influence uh, that he's seen uh, what God can do in a man's life. Uh, and There it was, an example that was set before him. But Lot chose to lose all that and go in a different direction. How many of us have seen examples of God? How many people have seen examples of God in people's life? And yet we choose to walk in a different direction than with God. He went to Sodom. God walked with Abraham. He is the one that God walked with in the sacrifice, the smoking furnace, and burning lamp. He is the one that got to see the ram caught in the thicket by the horns. He's the only one that God said, See the stars, see the sand on the shore. He is one of the few that God said, I have made a city. And I want you to look for it. It's founder and foundations made by God. What a heritage. That we can have today but instead of building the altars like lot should have been building and staying with god and the truth he went a different direction he went a different way he moved to the place called sodom he loses everything that he had his testimony his influence his wife his children Oh, but to get for sins forgiven and a home in glory. You don't have to find Sodom. You can find it in a way, the truth, the light. It's better on this side than on the other side. We need a vision of God today. We need to see Him high and lifted up today. The church needs to get a hold of the vision of God and we can point others in the direction. We can let our light shine and let the world see there is a better way. There is another option. You don't have to live in Egypt. You don't have to go to Moab. You don't have to live in Sodom. You have an option in your life. Well, I don't like those options. Do You have an I sure got more. You can go to Tarshish. Amen. You can run from God. You can hide from God. But let me just say this, God will find you. God will get you. He went to Tarshish. And yet find himself in the bottom of sea. In the belly of a whale. Let me just say this. I promise you the ride in the belly of the whale is not as good on the ocean liner on top. You can beat down there. And let me just say, I imagine he got a hold of God in the belly of the whale. He got to praising God, got to seeking God, and looking for God, and raised his hand to God. He got to praying to God, and God heard him from the belly of a whale. Amen. And when God heard him, the Bible said he spewed him up on the shoreline. God hears your prayer. Your life might not be like you want it to be. You might have run from God. You might be, high. I ran from God. I hid from God. I'd have dreams preaching. I'd wake up in the sweats the Lord. You've got the wrong person. That ain't me. It can't be me. I ain't gotten tapped in somebody else's dream somehow or another. But God got a hold of me. God got me right. God got me where he could deal with me. And you know what? When we let God deal with us, it doesn't matter how bad you get, no matter where you go. You can be in the belly of a whale. God can get a hold of you. But let me just say this. When you come to the point that you got nowhere to go, you got nothing to do, and you can't look down no more, you have to look up and you start praising God. You start giving him the glory. You start worshiping God and singing and Psalms arms and hymn. God will hear you. But you don't have to go to Tarshish. There is other options. It is better on this side than it is on that side. Well, brother, I don't think any one of those options you've given me there is there another option. Well, they certainly. There's other options. You can go to the hog pen. Amen. You can get yourself down there where the pigs are at, eating what the pigs are eating, and come to yourself and realize, hey, the servants have it better at my father's house. And when you come to self and realize that you're in a pig pen and sin and realize that you're away from your father and away from the house of God, let me just say this, come to yourself and make your journey back because the father is there waiting for you. You likewise know why I cast you out. You can go to the hog pen and walk. How many's been to the hog pen? I've been there, and let me tell you what—it's not a pretty place. I don't know whoever says sin smells good, but it don't. It don't. It don't smell good, and it don't look good. You can you can go to the hog pen and and, and get beside yourself and, and be just like. Dying without God in a hog pen. Wasting your life in sin. There is a house. There is a father. There is the bread at the table. The light is on. There is a better way. You don't have to waste your life in sin or in the hog When it comes to joy, when it comes to peace and satisfaction, there's no place like the Father's house. Amen. You say, well, you ain't giving me good options. You're not giving me anything I want to. Well, you can go to Jericho, you stripped all your raiment. Beaten down. Left to die. And that's what sin will do to you. It'll strip you of everything you have. It'll cast you down. It'll make you feel sad. You're left there forsaken to die on the road. But let me just say this. There is a God that will forgive you of your sins. And there is a God that will save your family. There is a God that will erase your past. There is a God that will make you hold in Him. There is a better on this side than it is on the other side. You don't have the options that are good. But there's some things worse than Egypt. There's some things worse than Moab. There's some things worse than Sodom Gomorrah. There's things worse than Tarshish or the hog pen or Jericho. And if you go there, it's final. And fatally to reject God, reject His Son, and reject the gospel, none of these compare to the other places. You can go to hell. Hell is real right now. Call the madhouse of the wicked, the doomed and the damned of the lost. People don't want their families to hear a message about hell anymore. It might upset them, it might traumatize them. I want them to hear messages of of goodness and happiness and joy. I don't want to hear the the things about hell. I don't want to hear about the torment. I don't want to hear about the pain and suffering. But let me tell you what. You let them watch these uh, uh, movies on TV about death and all these things, these horror things, and you let them play video games, got all these things on it, carjacking and all this stuff, and you don't think that don't traumatize them. Something's wrong. I'd rather traumatize them with hell that they receive Christ and get heaven. Boy, we've got a sad outlook for our kids today. It doesn't look good for our kids today. You say, well, things got to get better. No, it don't. I don't look for things to get better no time soon. The only way it can be better and get better if God was to come now, come quickly. Even so, come quickly. You can go to hell. You can reject the gospel of Jesus Christ and spend eternity in hell. I asked somebody, I said, Well, is that the only reason why you want to get saved to miss hell? I find that to be a good reason to be saved. Amen. I want to miss hell. But is that the only reason? Well, no, that's not the only reason why you want to be saved. There's joy, there's peace, there's comfort. Boy, I get up in the morning and I don't have to worry about anything. I know what's going to happen in this world because the Bible's already told me what's going to happen in this world. And if I've already read the last chapter, by goodness, ought to be joy in my life that I don't have to go through it. I don't have to suffer this. This world's going to be burnt up. It's going to be gone. And I tell you what, that is a lot of happiness. I'm glad that I'm saved because there's more better on this side than the other side. When I was raised up when I was a kid used to be in a stone building cinder block building it wasn't even painted it was just cinder block. The windows you just raised them up there was no air conditioning. there was no heat in there. If it was cold it was cold if it was hot it was hot. Preacher used to come there wore bib overhauls and a bow tie. He walked like this Cause he carrying the extra shed. and I'm thinking myself sitting on the front row. We was made to sit on the front row. All kids were made to sit on the front row. That way, the donuts back could see the kids doing what they shouldn't be doing, and whoever was sitting behind them, you <laughs> you don't you don't do that. And I seen that guy come down the middle of the aisle. He walked up there oh we're going to be in for a treat ain't we don't look like he can move don't look like he can breathe he got gray hair what he had this is an old man but he opened that word of god and it's just like his continent changed bam god was on this man he got to ranting raving, snorting spitting preaching the word of God and if he was on the front that's why they put the kids on the front because he could get that Holy Ghost showers of spit all (laughs) over you. But he preached and he preached on hell. He preached on forgiveness. He preached on heaven. I got scared. I lay in bed tonight thinking about hell. I could feel the flames burning. Oh God I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. We don't have preachers like that no more. We don't got them preachers like that no more. You find churches filled with uh, kids today and yet they still do the things they do all the time and there's no, there's no traumatizing of a preaching of hell because they don't preach against hell anymore. They don't want to hear about the fires of hell anymore. I, I, I've seen people in church put the ears, fingers in the kids' ears because they don't want to hear What hell can do for you. I don't want my child to hear that. If all you hear is the goodness of God and of the other side of God, you may drift away from God. If all you've raised and believed that God is good, God loves, God forgives everybody, you might not serve God. You may live out in the world and think everything's right, but how many have died And lifted up their eyes in hell because we didn't want our kids not to hear that hell is a place that's real it's not some fictitious thing we made up to scare kids it is a real place and the thing about it hell was not even created for mankind hell was created for the devil and his angels but the thing about it the bible says hell enlarges itself daily Boy, that tells me there ain't no more angels created. There ain't no more devils created. And why is the hell being enlarged daily? Because those who rejected the Son of God, those who done their own will, those that turned and walked no more with God. And I've seen them in this church turned and walked no more with God. you got to let your light shine in this world today. We're, we're living in a world in a time of chaos, time of uh, uncertainty, time of uh, not knowing what tomorrow holds. But as a child of God, I know who holds tomorrow. And I'm going to put my trust in Him. I'm not going to Egypt, and I'm not going to Moab, and I'm not going to Tarsus, and I'm not going to Hall and I'm not going to hell. Because my life has been set in Christ. I believe in him. I trust in him. And I've surrendered my life to him. How about you? You say, well, I'm a Christian. I sit in church. It's not Jesus and you being a Christian. Believing Jesus is the only way. The only truth. The only light. You must surrender him we're living in a time that Christians need to be Christians not just in lip service but in hearts too we say that we're Christians we ought to start acting like a Christian it's not time to be afraid it's not time to roll up a ball and say what's to use now it's time to shine now it's time to shine let us stand.